Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. The mindset that we bring to any situation plays a key part in overcoming challenges and really enjoying our unique paths in life. On Thoughtful Thursdays, I like to explore emotional topics that are relevant to CRNAs and other providers. I think of this as my therapy, and I hope you learn some tips and tricks that you can use along your own journey. This episode is brought to you by OnCall Capital. OnCall Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. OnCall Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today, and now on with the show. Welcome to Thoughtful Thursdays on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. As always, I like to start these podcasts off with a quote that gets me thinking. Ralph H. Blum, cultural anthropologist and writer of the successful Runes series, once said, there is a calmness to a life lived in gratitude, a quiet joy. As I sit down to write this episode, I'm surrounded by three foster kittens that we've recently taken into our home. They are far from a quiet joy, as every morning when I come up to my office, they begin meowing like crazy until I let them out of the bathroom and give them attention. They walk all over my desk and keyboard, and it drives me a bit nuts when I'm trying to get work done. Most of the time, though, it just puts a smile on my face. When the pandemic started, my wife and oldest daughter pleaded with me to start fostering. I reluctantly agreed, believing this to be a good form of interaction for our children, since we weren't going anywhere anyway. Initially, we'd planned to work with dogs, but it just seems that cats are always available. We've taken care of between 15 to 20 of them now, and each set has their own quirks and challenges. We've dealt with worms and ringworm, urine on the floor, poop on the couch. My wife and daughter don't always stay on top of the kitty litter either. In the past, I would likely have held some resentment towards my wife for pushing us into a situation that brings more complexity to our lives. I mean, we already have three kids in a decidedly messy home. Why in the world do I want to try to work while also making sure that a cat isn't chewing on a power cord or scratching up a pillow? Instead, I find myself pretty pleased with it all. In fact, I'm downright thankful for those rascals. You've probably heard people talk about an attitude of gratitude. It's nice that it rhymes. It makes it easier to remember, kind of like honesty is the best policy, work for a cause, not for applause, and fake it till you make it. Just because something rhymes doesn't always make it the best advice, though. So the big question then, is gratitude worth it? And if so, can you develop it? Well, the short answers to that are yes and yes. A 2015 randomized controlled trial of nearly 300 adults published in psychotherapy research by Joshua Brown and Joel Wong et al. tested whether or not gratitude writing improved the mental health of psychotherapy clients. At four weeks and 12 weeks, the gratitude writing group reported significantly better mental health than those in the expressive writing and control groups. Here are four things learned from the study. Number one, gratitude frees us from toxic emotions. When looking at the percentage of positive emotion words, negative emotion words, and we words, which are first-person plural words, that people used in their actual writing, the gratitude group had a higher percentage of positive emotion and we words, with a lower percentage of negative emotion words. 
What you might be surprised to learn is that it wasn't the presence of the positive emotion words that really mattered, though. It was only when people used fewer negative emotion words that their mental health was significantly improved. Gratitude works to shift attention away from the resentment and envy. In essence, rewiring our minds to focus more on the good than the bad. This also means that you don't have to be relentlessly positive in the pursuit of happiness, which is a welcome notion to many quote-unquote realists out there. Number two, you don't necessarily have to share your gratitude with others to benefit from it. When Abraham Lincoln was president, he had a habit of writing letters to rivals to express his frustrations. He would come back to the angry letter a few days later and decide to put it aside instead of sending it off. In these instances, he benefited from venting and felt no need to feed the flames. Well, it appears that the opposite of this tactic might work as well. Only 23% of the folks in the study who wrote gratitude letters actually sent them off, but those who didn't still experience the benefits of gratitude. I can attest to this myself. When I was initially beginning my gratitude practice, I wrote a lengthy letter to my mother. Then in typical fashion, I lost it. But I can tell you that I felt that letter in the future interactions with my mom, and our relationship improved tremendously in the years to follow. I found it about two years later and did send it to her, but the mere act of writing the letter had helped me to appreciate her more and shift my focus away from any negative feelings I may have been harboring. Number three, the benefits of gratitude take time. While only four weeks was needed to find appreciable benefit, this difference continued to accrue and was larger at 12 weeks after the writing activities. This is encouraging because the mental health effects of positive activities often decrease rather than increase over time. Certainly more studies are needed to find out about any plateau effects that could manifest down the line. But even though the reason for the positive snowball effect in this study is unknown, this serves as reinforcement for patients as you wait for the benefits of gratitude to actually kick in. Number four, gratitude has lasting effects on your brain. This could be the coolest part of this study. Three months after the study began, they took some of the folks writing gratitude letters and compared them with the folks who didn't do any writing, aka the control group. They used a functional MRI scanner to measure brain activity while people from each group performed a pay-it-forward task. They were all given a small amount of money by a nice person who only asked that they pass the money on to someone if they felt grateful. The participants then decided how much of the money, if any, to pass on to a worthy cause. The goal was to distinguish between donations made through gratitude and those made through feelings of guilt or obligation. So they rated how grateful they felt to the benefactor and how much they wanted to help each charitable cause, as well as how guilty they would feel if they didn't help. The differences were distinct. Those who felt more grateful, which ended up being the letter writing group, showed greater neural sensitivity in the medial prefrontal cortex, the brain area associated with learning and decision making. This not only suggests that grateful people are more attentive to how they express gratitude, but that simply expressing gratitude can help train the brain to be more sensitive to the experience of gratitude over time. While there have been many gratitude studies done in the past decade, there is much more work left to do. But one thing is certain, the practice of gratitude helps our overall mental health. And there are many ways to practice this. For the better part of the last year, I've had a gratitude alarm that goes off at the same time every day on my phone. I stop and think about what I'm grateful for that day and why. My family often participates as well, and I can say that my heart does the whole Grinch thing where it grows three sizes more often than not when I'm actually you know, listening to my own kids. Whether it's being thankful for electricity, the internet, or peanut butter, the experience is always rewarding. 
My next step is to actually begin writing these things down so that I can review them at the end of the week and month. But hey, you know, life is a process, right? For more information, you can check out uh, our links in the show notes. We've got uh, the Greater Good Science Center at the University of California from Berkeley. Um, There's also a great 2018 white paper on the science of gratitude. And there's a book called The Gratitude Project that you can find at uh, newharbinger.com. And the link will be in the show notes as well. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming podcast, make sure you rate and review on your podcast player. I check those all the time, and, and I cover those questions in later episodes. I hope you'll join us next time. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by On Call Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find On Call Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.